Welcome back to the Get More Podcast, where we're going to get you more money, more marketing, more business strategy, more community, and just more of the good stuff that you need in your life every day. All right, y'all, welcome back to the podcast. It has been a hot minute and a half since I have gotten to interview anyone, honestly, since I did uh, anything for the podcast. So I'm super excited to be kicking off uh, season four, depending on when you're listening to this. First episode's already out, but we've made it to season four, which is insane. This random thing that I decided to do on a whim in the middle of quarantine, uh, and people are still going to interview me, and it is awesome. So today I have Miss Nikki on. I connected with her on Instagram, I think probably through friends of a friend. And then I was like, oh, I like this content. Oh, I'm vibing. And then she had this big, awesome launch and it was just like a whole dance party. So like she sold out. She had one of her best, you know, just incomes ever, I think, at least up to that point. And I was just like, I like this energy. I like this fire. I love uh, what she talks about, subconscious mind, all that good stuff. So if you just want to, Tell us who you are. Give me your story. How did you get here? Tell me all the things, all the things. Great. Thank you. And I always love hearing people's experience of my business and following me. It's so interesting. So I love that. Um, So yeah, I am Nikki, a certified trauma aware life and business coach. And I also, so that means that I, for the subconscious modalities that I'm certified in, that includes clinical hypnotherapy, EFT or emotional acupressure, um, parts integration, um, and Reiki. And then I also am finishing up a six month course on both astrology and human design. So this, this past month, well, it's been since like this October, November, but it's really, I'm spending a lot of time learning these intricate systems that I've been wanting to learn for so long to help people even deeper. Um, but as for just first what I do in my business, um, I am describing it now and it feels really good as helping my clients expand the container that they're in of whatever it's their life, career, business, body, platform to fit their true authentic selves rather than like shrinking and minimizing and hiding parts of themselves because that just doesn't make anyone happy but so many people are doing it. So how I got here, I, yeah, what a ride. Um, I started (laughs) in corporate marketing, corporate PR, social media marketing, just all of the things, so many different jobs and um, and internships and even doing volunteer here and there. Um, And I pretty much once I started in the corporate world, um, I always had this need to like have like a a project outside of it. And that is that was just like a period of trial and error with like, oh, maybe this blog in this niche, or maybe this podcast, and maybe freelance writing in this way, or whatever it is. And when I moved, so I am from Massachusetts, I went to college in Salem, Massachusetts, where the witch trials and all of that happened. Um, 
then moved just an hour south to Rhode Island in like in 2018. And um, I started a job at a healthcare nonprofit. And I, that, the unhappiness there mixed with like a 23 year old life crisis. I was like, what if I actually started? <laughs> uh, what if I actually started my actually was an entrepreneur like like I've been saying for so long um and what if I actually looked into it and at the time I was also again what I what the thing I was trying at the time was food blogging and which was fun it was food blogging like taking pictures and recipe testing but it was also mental health intuitive eating rambling micro blogging very very big at the time I'm sure people still do it but at the time of like here's this recipe and then this caption of what's on my mind right now um so that was such a great experience um and then I also through just being it was mainly Instagram at the time then I started being exposed and following people who were running their own business and coaching whatever it was social media management. Um, So that started to expand like what was available to me. And after just scrolling on it way too much while being, while supposing, supposed to be working (laughs) at my job, I was like, yeah, (laughs) I was like, all right, I should listen to this. Um, So I, in May, June, 2019 hired a business coach and the intent was to um, start like be a freelance social media manager because that's what everyone that's what I thought I was good at I mean I am good at social media but like that's what all of the feedback had been pointing to and so I was like yeah I'll build an agency and I'll be like known locally and it'll be so great Um, so I did like just social media management for the first three months of my business, but pretty, pretty soon, pretty much, I mean, probably even before, like I was aware of coaching and I was aware of that. I could also be doing that. Um, So in September I launched eight week social media coaching. Um, I also became, I went full-time in August. I was full-time. It wasn't like a smooth journey. I just literally couldn't be at my job anymore. And I had savings and I had like enough clients, but also not enough clients. (laughs) But I was like, hey, I'm young. I'll just, whatever, I'll figure it out. We love that. We love that. I'm going to just figure it out. Like, "Eh, I'm just going to figure it out. (laughs) Make it work. Yeah. And um, when I started... So kind of like I always say my business journey and my personal healing development journey was parallel happening at the same time as happens for so many of us. And it was, it's really just like a, a series of opening one door to another door to another door and then you're doing things that you never thought you would do or say things you never thought you would say and releasing so much um like yeah in January 2020 I was like okay I feel okay calling myself a business coach even though I was I had plenty of experience in corporate but also my own like 
online business building. But, um, and then the next thing that became aware to me, the more that I started working on myself and at the time that was therapy, like traditional therapy, which I still do and love. Um, and I had just started, I didn't know what the heck Reiki was, but I was like, I connected with a person who I traded services with and I was like, yeah, let's try this. And the next thing that people started saying, like, you should look into was like, um, NLP getting like a life coach certification, subconscious healing. And I was like, no, like the next thing to break down was like, I'm not, I don't talk about, I'm not a mindset. Uh, like <laughs> the thing we say, we're not, <laughs> we very much, very much are. And really love summer 2020, <laughs> we love a good denial <laughs> because then if we think we're good at it, we feel like we're like bragging about it. And everyone's like, no, you are good at it, but you have to like humble yourself and be like, oh no, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to do this other thing that you like feel mildly more confident. Um, yeah, we love it. We love a good uh, mind roller coaster gymnastics to just accept that we are good at the things that we're good at. Yeah. Having like doing something and then just continuing to do something else that is actually harder and has more tension for you because you just don't want to accept. It's like, it's, it's losing an old identity and stepping into another one. It's scary to do that. So sometimes if we don't just go right into it, then yeah, then we go on a little roller coaster of like up and downs trying to avoid it. And then you just can't avoid it anymore. (laughs) It always finds a way. Yeah. No matter what you try just like how long are you going to be like i'm a hiding in this like you know box over here i'm gonna be good stay in my little box eventually somebody rips the stupid box right off or gets blown away <laughs> and then you're like oh i got some things to figure out perfect okay and then you learn some yeah. more stuff yeah that really is that really was the experience and the difference from that time to now And even I became very comfortable with like, all right, yeah, what's next? What's my next lesson? What's my next journey? I know they're inevitable probably like four months ago um, or, or, or more like six, but was, yeah. Then with the, after resisting that um, in December, 2020, I did sign up for that certification. And then I just, kind of all went from there of like just seeing even the how much it scared me the benefits of chasing of leaning into what people are telling me I'm good at when I know I'm good at and even if it is not like there's not because there's even if there's not a traditional path laid out for it accepting like no I can make my own and that's yeah kind of how I got to where I am today with probably leaving out many major points and details, but we'll get there. (laughs) Fair enough. So your business as it is now, like what you're doing now, was there like a defining moment when you were like, this is for sure what I had to do? Or was it just that gradual journey along the way? Or did you like, just like wake up one morning and be like, oh my gosh, this is the idea that I've been waiting for. And then just just ran right off to the races off to the races we go yeah it's probably it's probably a combination of both of definitely little 
pivots and switches over time, which I'm very comfortable in as a manifesting generator. If people are familiar with human design, that's just like you lucky. I cannot. <laughs> I am a projector. I mm-hmm. cannot relate. I, I I see it and I'm just like, yeah, that sounds exhausting. Just just <laughs> to think about. Like I feel like I need a nap just to process that on your behalf. So mm-hmm. that is awesome. We love that. I'm like mildly jealous because oh, I wish I could just I could just pump out anything like that. But I gotta I gotta like think about it for like an excessively long time. <laughs> yeah, all the all the types have their own like none is better than the other. They have their own, and I do feel like sometimes I mean I love I'm sure if I was a projector, I would also love it too but I feel like people are like can be like yeah it's probably the best to be a manifesting generator because they have the most energy and whatever but yeah they're definitely it's part of learning the limits with it so I'm not like up at midnight every night doing something <laughs> um yeah so it was definitely a series of little pivots and there were a few like defining moments here and there and like months, like a couple of months ago when I started using that language of like expanding your container and people were like, yeah, like people were in my DMs like, what is that? <laughs> I was like, great, let's do that. We love that. And, and I feel like I'm in a defining moment now because I, I stopped, I decided to stop offering two old courses that I just had up for so long. And I was like, I just don't feel connected to them anymore. And then, and then I got a bunch of new ideas for offers. And now I feel really good for now (laughs) of where they're at. (laughs) That's good though. It's good to, you know, retire certain things, make room for new things. I know a lot of people who kind of get like stuck in that where they've got this thing and they're, and it's, you know, probably generating a mildly consistent amount of revenue and then just be like, that's not right for me and where I'm going right now. That's a really big self-awareness step to not just be like, oh, it's making money. It's fine, whatever. It's running on autopilot. I don't have to worry about it. Versus, well, is this in alignment with where I'm going? Are the things that are there going to match what I'm talking about right now, where my focus is, because like those things can change and it's great, but then it's not just such cash grab. So we uh, love that, you know, and I'm sure whatever you bring out in the future, either new, improved, all the things um, from all of the experience that you have gotten, we take that in everything. And a lot of times we don't even realize just the skills that we learn in different things until all of a sudden we're in a place where we're really confident in all those things. And it's just like, oh, that thing that didn't go really well, like back then, but I learned the thing that's changing the game right now, like that, that's huge. Cause at the time you might not realize how valuable a skill you picked up along the way, doing something that didn't work out or is different than what you do now. Um, Mm -hmm. I know on this show, we talk a lot about like pivoting and how much Things have changed in just the last two years in, obviously, the world. Thanks, COVID. Love that for all of us. (laughs) Um, But just how much things have changed in, like, the online coaching space. Three years ago, I didn't even know it was a thing. Like, I had no concept of online coaching. I didn't understand entrepreneurship to save my own life. Um. I was, I was definitely that girl who was like, I'm a business owner. I'm in an MLM. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. with no concept of like what entrepreneurship was like and just like discovering the depths of it and how not everything is going to work and you can totally change and grow and be like, well, I tried that. And there's, there's like nothing like almost embarrassing about it, but people like don't really like to talk about when they're like, ah, oh, I had to change from this and move here. And then they try to like justify it a whole bunch of ways instead of being like, well, I want to do this thing over here. That's, that's better. Like that's really like all the explanation people need in life. And they don't really like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, like, that there is a, I, the, or at least, like, old paradigm and is, like, oh, your intuition is not, like, a valid enough reason to do something, which is not true, (laughs) like, but that's, yeah, why people feel that way, Um, and and we get and yeah so like kind of I was in that place too like yeah before all of the stuff that I said like when I first started I don't know if I outwardly like would say because I know it never fully felt right but would say like the grind never stops I'm gonna work all the time like I wouldn't say that but I was definitely oh I'm living that I just I just said it (laughs) I bragged so hard about the two hours of sleep a night I was getting. I was like, yeah, I'm grinding. I haven't slept in four days. I lit. I was like the poster. I was the obnoxious poster child for hustle and grind culture. And I glorified the shit out of it because I thought that was what you were supposed to do. Like if you weren't doing that, you were failing. And now I'm like, I will be sleeping on all of those thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like what the, yeah, I feel like, um, the, like the online business space is an interesting, it would, we joined it at an interesting time of like, a there's the bro guy, like masculine hustle. And then there's the girl boss culture, which is really like a, like, um, a false sense of choice because it's like glorify yeah like we have to work so much harder than men so let's just like glorify it and then I know I was eh, okay I was like briefly in an MLM for like a month in college and I was four years four years of my life yeah I know the culture is is very much that to like just talk to more people work harder If you're not working, if you're peeing, if you're walking, if you're watching Netflix, you have to be working. And so, you know, you just you just normalize that because that's what those people are doing. And then, you know, at some point you become disillusioned and find out that they have personal assistants who actually do all the working for them. And then you're like, so what are you doing all day? Yeah, why are you telling me to do that? Yeah. So at some point, like the the hustle and grind thing where people brag about it and then don't admit that they have any ounce of help to do all of it. And that like rocked my world when I found out that people had personal assistance, that there were such a thing as like social media managers and all of these like top tier entrepreneurs making billions, maybe billions of dollars have like a whole team. I'm like, you do not have we do not have the same 40 fucking hours. You have like a thousand hours a week and I'm over here just like hating on my failings. I'm like, I'm working 18 hours a day too. 
what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And I like saw that in the space and now people are more apt to talk about their team. And I'm like, oh, I respect you significantly more for being like, I have a team of people. And then I'm like, good for you for supporting other people, giving people paychecks. So I love that. Yeah, I feel like that's been a big shift in the space and also the world. Like even going back to, I don't know, the first time that I saw the the meme of like, you have the same hours in the day as Beyonce, Beyonce. at the time <laughs> yep the so famous and old the the meme and at the time I was like yeah and then whenever that was and then now it's like no no you actually don't because there's privilege in involved a in that recurring income and uh, and also the team that she has just for everything um so that and like the transparency and that's just in general like we're seeing just the visuals even of Instagram of how the even down to the feed but also the culture of it's we don't want like the highlight reel as much um which is why I think TikTok is so people can grow so fast on theirs because there's no you can't have fluff it's literally like a a video um and and then also burnout like is is that people get to that point of being burnt out and then they're like well I have no choice but to figure out how to do this a different way and that was a big part of my journey that was like probably summer fall 2020 where I was like I can't, I, why can't first beating myself up and then it's a slow burn of like oh no I sh- that's not a good way to do it I don't I, I just shouldn't want to go back to what I was doing That's definitely like one of those things. It's like you can get so far and that's great. But at some point, you know, there's no shame in getting help or trying something new uh, and all of that. So we kind of talked about all the different things that you've like, you know, certifications and courses and things that you've done. Um, And in your Instagram bio and in like lots of posts, you talk about like trauma awareness. What does that look like in coaching? I am a huge like advocate of therapy go to therapy. It's the best thing. It, it can change your entire life. Your life can even be really, really good. And having another person who can like just help you in life and assist you with better coping skills, 100% go advocate, find one that vibes with you, shop around for therapists. Uh, I talk about this all the time because I've struggled heavily with all of my mental health and all of the all of the crazy that happens in my head <laughs> and uh therapy has definitely kept me uh alive and uh gave me so many uh coping skills that uh, I never got as a child from my parents and then I never learned jack shit in school about emotional awareness and how to process anything so I just went out into the world on my own and then I found alcohol <laughs> and then I was like oh this is great um so therapy is huge go just go just 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 pause (laughs) pause google lots of therapists do zoom sessions now uh so accessibility has honestly improved drastically since the pandemic which i Mm -hmm. think is very exciting um so if you don't want to leave your house you just want to stay here in case you cry with your cats and you don't want to see anybody you know it's great it's a it's a good time um, so I encourage that I will probably put just some in the show notes, 
there's some like general places to find therapy in your area. It is a Google search and most therapists will book a, a consult call for no cost. Um, I have interviewed a lot of therapists that way for zero dollars because if it's not going to be a good fit, you're not going to waste either of y'all's time. Um, mm-hmm. Now that I'm done a little spiel for therapy because it's important <laughs> and I couldn't figure out how else to work it in here. Um, tell me, what what does that mean in coaching? I've kind of been seeing it more of people being aware uh, in coaching that everyone's going to come from a different experience and how to, you know, support someone through potentially a lot of shit that they're trying to go through. What is it? What does that look like? Yes. Yeah. There is. Yeah, no, I just love so much of that. So as for what trauma sensitive there's like different terms trauma informed trauma aware trauma sensitive all really meaning the same thing of well we're not we don't live in a trauma informed world and I think what it doesn't what it doesn't mean what it means to be not trauma aware is assuming that the same it's not including people's lived experience in your coaching in your therapy and assuming that the same advice or program or whatever strategy uh, is going to work, work for everyone. And so a trauma aware approach includes first and not everyone has can hold all of the identities, but at force considering different identities so I'm not going to I don't assume um when I have you know clients of color that I have had the same lived experience of them or that I know what going through the world of in a different and not in white skin is like so that means not diminishing um like kind of bypassing which no coach should do about anything anyway of like um diminishing like a problem really well why don't you just try this (laughs) when it's like something that they that just isn't relevant to them and so there's the identity piece and then there's also the trauma piece so I'm trying to think okay so yes the program I went through is technically an NLP program which is neuro linguistic programming Um, and yes, but like, I don't love the program itself is going is that I went through is kind of moving away from that language because it was not created in a trauma aware way. It was created by like two old white guys. And one of them like went off to start a cult or something, or it's just not great. So, and, um, the program that I went through, they, she hired a DEI specialist to pour through the manual with them to take out any language that like is like you're you are at fault for why you feel that way like that doesn't consider any sort of outside resources and also in we do something called time techniques working with the internal timeline and all of that is basically you can either go in the future or in the past, but it can be used to work with specific events 
that were triggered that were traumatizing in the past and the initial approach is to in the in the handbook by the creators is to have the person go in their mind into the event again and that's not trauma-informed because that could very much re-traumatize the person (laughs) um so the so a trauma aware approach would be now we just say like float above it you can you don't have to look at it you just are there but and then we just kind of ask like what learnings do you from this have but basically not just bringing that person back into it because so I've done EMDR therapy and as I know that as a coach even though I have all of these certifications I'm not a trained trauma specialist and not pretending to be um so like that is those therapists have special trainings for if someone does react in a certain way to EMDR or whatever it is they they know what to do and I think another part of it is so it's really yeah considering people's experiences and really customizing the approach another thing is um and I talk about this in terms of marketing too um a lot of the old approaches just assuming that you're the right fit for every for every person and even and just even if you may not be sure if you're the right fit um or this program is the right fit do it anyway because for the money and in in the trauma aware piece of this is if a client comes to me and it doesn't sound like they can be toward motivated towards the future forward if it doesn't sound like they are really in a good place to actually work through this stuff if they are still very much it's fresh and it's and if they're kind of focusing on the past and they're not ready um then I would be like yes like just there I would recommend a therapist instead um just knowing so that so that I don't make that person's situation worse (laughs) yeah I think I've noticed that change um like in a lot of or maybe it's just that I'd like changed who I followed. It's very that specific. that also too. That's me. It, I'm, I say this and I'm like, oh, I forget. I forget that a lot of people actually aren't there yet. Yeah. So I feel. I mean, yeah. It's probably because I just like weeded out my Instagram over time. Because, and I say this also on every episode. You do not owe anyone a follow if someone does not make you feel good. You unfollow. You mute. You do not do this shit to yourself. Okay. Perfect. But it, it used to be um, everything was for everybody. Just just join. And then you would see a lot of people be like upset, disappointed. They didn't get the results. And then the response to that would be, well, you didn't work hard enough. You didn't try. You didn't learn it. And now it's like, even for me, it's like I, I meet with people before I sign them. We go through anything and everything because A, uh, I'm like a money coach and I try to make anybody waste their dang money. Like we are working to get people out of debt. And if they are not in a good spot to even start that work, I'm sure shit not going to take their money and screw them over anymore because I have been there when I didn't have any money and I invested in things that I should not have in any way, shape or form. And it just made my life harder. So 
I'm like, just, it's not like, if it's not good for you, it's not going to be good for you. Uh, and it, they're not going to be like a good client, like really getting the results, even showing up. Like they're also wasting your time with the people that you could be helping. But just as a general rule, if you are for everybody, you are not for anybody. Mm-hmm. You are, you are like the cookies don't even make everyone happy. I was going to say, you're not a cookie. You can't make everyone happy, but there's people who don't like cookies. So don't be for everyone. And I see at least conveniently in the people that I follow, it is niche down. You know exactly what you're going to be getting. You have all the access to talk to the person um, who you might be working with to even see if it's going to be a good fit. And I think that's so important because you don't know what that person is dealing with. And if they tell you, and then you're like, actually, I don't think you're ready for this. This could affect you negatively, mentally. Like if you're already struggling with X, Y, and Z, this could literally make it worse. And then you just, you know, you can recommend them towards somebody else who might be a better fit. And then, and they're going to remember that they're going to appreciate that you are still helping someone by potentially just being like, I'm not a good fit. This person over here is um I think that's so important to not be for everyone because that just sounds because then you're just attracting everyone and they're not really you don't want everyone in your space like no (laughs) yeah (laughs) like they're I haven't i I've liked to think that like my content and my beliefs in life are very well presented. So I don't tend to attract like the other side of that. But if the other side of my political beliefs tried to slide in my DMs and be like, hey, I want to work with you. And I like knew what they were like, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's so much of the, I just recorded like a big sales module in my business incubator last night and I touched on a lot of these things that are fresh in my mind. First, the one of the last things that you said, I talk a lot about um, how content can do a lot of the sales process for you in terms of um, weeding out non-ideal clients, where if you're just super straightforward with um, your 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 niche and your your values and the type of people that you want to work with which often is exemplified by you being the type of person that you want to attract and work with um then your yeah your content should not be for everyone and so it can do a lot of there and in it when we have the idea the belief that like oh yeah that we are for everyone and anyone can work with you then that also mentally creates a lot more opportunity for us to be down on ourselves because that is you're perceiving that so many more people are not working with you quote unquote when they could be because I'm for everyone and Um, and it's also rooted, that stuff is rooted in scarcity of, yeah, where like, if you niche down too much, then you're going to lose people. Yeah, I, 
hope I do but when like these teachings that are rooted in like the scare of scarcity are um just make it seem like setting boundaries and losing audience members or potential clients is the worst thing ever when and and basically it stops people from developing the belief in themselves that they can if they had five people that they could work with those five people if they were aligned that that they can actually make these sales and also something I said in this module was um if somebody does because we've seen this I've talked to so many people who have seen this as a client and maybe in their past with clients if uh, somebody works with you after you've like pressured them and followed up with them a bunch of times and it's not a good fit but you made it try to be a good fit yeah they're if they're not going to get what is intended out of the program for many reasons one because it's not relevant to them to them another is they have a bad taste in their mouth even subconsciously if right if not right away uh consciously because of how you treated them so that is just a huge disservice all around being I used to also not really trust my intuition in any way and if something even I guess if something's not like an absolute yes in my life anymore I won't do it because I'm just like no but before I said yes to everything because I thought I had to say yes to everything I was, I was probably like a salesperson's dream because man, if I got myself cornered, shit, I just, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it. I, mm-hmm. I would just, I would feel bad. I'd be like, I, this person's talked to me for so long and like I have, I have to, which is not the case at all. You, no one owes you anything and having um, done this and worked with people that I knew were not right for me, but they did not care that they were not right for me. I mean, there were definitely Mm -hmm. some things, but like from the overall experience, it's like I spent a lot of money and I definitely didn't get the results I wanted because no part of me really wanted to show up to these Zooms and like, I would just not open the workbook. I feel like, uh, and then I would like wait like seven days to reply to like a message. I'd be like, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm going to, I'm doing it. I'm doing the work. I don't want to do the work. I want to do it. But since I started adding in boundaries, boundaries are cool. Um, anything that I do has to be such a yes. And then I've enjoyed it. I show up for all the things. And it's just, it's so, it's such a different feeling when you can say, fuck yeah, I'm going to do it. Or fuck no, I don't have to do it. And it just opens up so much space and time in life. So don't let anybody uh, pressure you in doing anything, which sort of sounds like I'm putting pressure on you to not <laughs> let other people put pressure on you. And I guess I kind of am. But if something doesn't feel good, you're under no obligation yeah. to do it just because somebody, you know, gave you good advice or you feel like you gained a lot from somebody, you don't owe anybody any amount of money unless you are literally their client. You're trying to not pay them. You know, that's a whole other life argument you got to have. But 
you just don't owe anybody anything. And I, it's a really like nice feeling. And then it really creates a better relationship with anybody that you do work with because they also understand uh, that, I mean, I always feel like it's a privilege whenever I get to work with anyone. I'm like, you picked me, we vibing, I'm gonna help you. So as much as I feel like I'm helping them, I'm like, they're trusting me and that makes me feel really good. And they're invested and I'm invested and it's a good time. If your coach isn't invested in uh, the shit that you're doing, please leave them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. If, yeah, I'm all like, I, yeah, like I'm always like, I always make an effort or I don't even have to make an effort with my clients. Like, to be remembering like oh how's that thing you mentioned two weeks ago yeah I I remembered and if and if it's and if I was working with someone that was like what we said like not a good fit like I probably wouldn't want to remember something from two weeks ago but um yeah I have had moments as back in yeah before boundaries and just before like because I talk a lot about authenticity and like coming into yourself and that work alone makes setting boundaries seem like a no-brainer and it's like yeah yeah of course I love myself so therefore I'm gonna protect myself um but yeah and it's and yeah there would be times where I'd be like oh because I know that they talk to this person and I don't want them talking bad about me if I say no which is so wrong so messed up and like I always (laughs) I always think about them or ask clients now and think about like the motivation behind things so if so if you're joining a course because and the motivation isn't to get the things that the course promised it's because you feel bad and you don't want people talking about you or everyone else exactly. is doing it and you don't want to be left <laughs> out. That's not a good um, reason. <laughs> it's like when you get to live for yourself and not for everybody else, you actually just get to show up better and you can be more also for other people because you're taking care of yourself first and then you're feeling good and probably getting a lot more shit done when you're not freaking out about all this other stuff that you agreed to do don't want to do it's really just so much like a mental time back in your life and also just like real time back in your life Mm -hmm. and uh we entrepreneurs we we get to work for ourselves but oh boy do we love to work on stuff as much as possible um or at least the things that we enjoy I hope but when you're just focusing on the stuff that's for you like it's just it's a nice it's a good um feeling and I encourage it for all people everywhere and if you have a regular like nine to five job y'all still take time for yourself still Mm -hmm. still make work boundaries I had no work boundaries when I used to work like if somebody needed me to work a double that I found out about while I was at work I said yes somebody needed me to come in with like an hour notice I said yes stay late do more not get paid more do more not get paid (laughs) yes to all of it because I thought that I needed to be this overachieving good employee 
so that, you know, nobody would fuck up with my regular hours. So I just said yes to everything. And that's sort of what, like, sometimes jobs will teach you, like, you have to do more for less, but set those work boundaries. If you can't come in on your day off, they can't do shit to you. I didn't know that. I always thought Mm -hmm. I would get fired if I didn't come in on my literal day off. I was like, they're not, they're going to get rid of me. I can't do that. It's really not how it works. And it would be a really bad choice for them to do that. It's not really a fireable offense. Just so we're all clear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I really internalized that ever since I started working, like my first job at 15, maybe. Yeah, probably. But definitely like it got to the point in when I was in corporate jobs um, and I think part of this was also because it's that culture but also I felt like basically I felt bad I felt bad for taking PTO like guilty which I know many people experience (laughs) I felt so bad I had such I had such guilt and then thanks to TikTok I found about Europe and their like time off and then I'm just upset (laughs) I've just been upset at all of that yeah that was the other yeah part of it for me of where it was like I felt guilty for taking PTO but also I had the cognitive dissonance of like knowing of seeing entrepreneurs and knowing that that lifestyle that they get paid and they regardless of time that on paper entrepreneurs get paid regardless of the time that they put in even though even if we end up overworking ourselves and then I I, yeah I knew about Europe for a while and I was like see I just the cognitive dissonance of um that there's that this is not the only way and then also what you touched on of um yeah, of the idea that you have to, in order to receive more, you have to work more or any, or also just work to receive. Like when I was making that module last night, I really thought about like bare bones. If somebody wants make a sale, like what needs to be set up? And it was really just like, Hey, just so you know, this is this is what needs to be set up. Not like you posting 10 TikToks a day or freakishly, freak, um, f- um, frantically DMing everyone you know. Like that's not on this list. <laughs> you don't have to, because, but we get, and I was in the cycle for so long and in, in, in early entrepreneurship or even just recent er times when the idea when like the panic of like oh my god no one's buying that just happens naturally then that like oh no one's buying well my my belief is that I have to do more to earn more so let me just do more yeah it's not really how it works like it'll it'll work up until a certain point but it is in no way shape or form a sustainable existence like we all work super hard in the beginning to get things off the ground but at a certain point like you're not really trial and erroring a whole lot of stuff anymore you've got a rhythm you've got a groove so if you're still working 
the same frantic, obsessive amount all of like on year four or five that you were year two, one to three, you might want to reevaluate how, how that's going for you. If you, is that the lifestyle that you actually want is the, do you want to be working all the time? Do you want to be able to take a vacation? If you're an entrepreneur, chances are you, you got into this in some extent to like set your own damn hours. And if you're still not doing that at a certain point, like why is that really the life you want to live? Decide what a real life looks like for you. Like think about your work time, your client time, your freaking family time, the time you sit alone in your room, just in silence, because you're just like, I just need to breathe. Like add in your quiet time. Like what is that lifestyle really look like for you? And if it is in fact working 16 hours a day, if that literally lights up your soul and you love it, send me your secrets. That would be great. <laughs> um, just write that down in a book for me. Put you bottle, bottle your energy, give that to me. I'm much appreciated. But if it's not, re-examine what that is. See what it would take to make those changes. Cause we are here for an infinitesimal amount of time on this planet right this second in the middle of a global pandemic the fact that any of us are alive is is a staggering moment of evolutionary cosmic wonder uh don't waste it like i wasted a lot of time thinking that there wasn't anything better out there and that you know life was just shitty and everything sucks and everybody everywhere's life sucks the most people's own lives don't suck unless they decide that their lives suck all mm-hmm. the time. And they're just old negative Cassie thinking that everything's so bad. But, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's so much that we get to do in life. And we have so many opportunities in existing and being alive. And even if nothing in your outside circumstances uh, is sometimes in your control how you think about it is generally in your yeah. control and even if it's like one tiny moment of gratitude a day give yourself that give yourself those those happy fun time moments Just like one a day you know work up to one an hour but like start with one a day start somewhere yeah I was been thinking about this and, um, yeah, I've been thinking about how for the past, so the past, um, three months have been very, I've been very internally, like my own life circumstances and development and choices. I've been changing a lot and thinking a lot of those things and, right before that I was saying or like I was right right at the beginning of that because now like that it doesn't feel as overwhelming but I was like about to start my business incubator launch or I was in it and I was like I don't feel like I'm in that hamster wheel I like feel securely attached to my business like that's cool And when that happened, 
there was so much less focus on there was like and there definitely were times where I was like oh my god am I like letting go of it but there was more so like the 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 right amount of focus on my business I basically like was realized oh yeah I have other things in my life friends family all of these like I the whole time of building my business I was always very social I have like I do I'm lucky to have a lot of friends but like that was more reactionary of like, oh, I was invited. I'm going to go somewhere. So with getting to like a more securely attached place to my business, now it's like, oh yeah, I have all these other things going on in my life and I'm not just a business owner. (laughs) I am so much more and then that also has led to like me learning more things about myself I was even listening to an interview with Emma Chamberlain a 20 year old YouTuber who was talking about exactly this literally today where she was like I was in a it was she had a lot of growth over the last four years like YouTube and money and just everything and brand wise And now she's like, she's taking a couple months to be like, who am I? And if we don't know who we are, it, while we're doing our career or our business or being a caregiver, whatever it is, then you're, it's, it's definitely, you will feel like you're just going through the motions. Yes. (laughs) Not how I want to live. Yeah. No. Um. Just like even like small goals, because I used to never, I used to never set goals. I didn't have like dream boards or future plans. Um, and I really just got lucky that I had like one friend who was like really super into like all of that stuff. And I thought it was all just like a bunch of mumbo jumbo. It was like mindset, whatever. There's no subconscious. Who cares? It's all stupid. There's no such thing as manifestation, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was all just so stupid. And then I like watched things working in her life. And I was like, okay, you can talk to me about it. Okay. Okay. Because I like had to see real things and, you know, like watching that, I was like, you know, her quality of life has drastically improved since she started working on her mindset and her limiting beliefs and like how she feels about herself. I was like, yeah, I would also like to do that too. Perfect. I would also, I would also enjoy um, liking myself and you know, being optimistic and hopeful for the future. Awesome. Sounds cool. I would like um, a year supply of that. <laughs> and so, it doesn't happen all at once. Like if you're in a place where you don't feel like your purpose is set, or you feel like you're behind all these other people. Um, you're not. You're exactly where the heck you're supposed to be. Uh, even if it's just like a tiny step forward every day, even if you like fall backwards and slide down the hill for a little bit and then you go again. Um, like being honest with yourself and like where you are, but like wanting to go somewhere, doesn't matter how long it takes. Like it sounds super cliche, but you know, if you're happiness and life fulfillment is not like a destination moment it's it's every day we are weird 
energy beings in squishy meat sacks and we're just like out here uh so uh don't take yourself so seriously we are literally squishy squishy skin sacks that talk i'm gonna use that yeah meet my meat suit and squishy skin sacks yeah yeah i like we are we are all just like weird creatures hanging out doing stuff opening stuff with our thumbs cool uh and just like existing and it's like existing and we all have a right to exist and we all have a right to be happy no matter what capitalism tells you no matter what mm-hmm. capitalism tells you um yeah yeah so- i've been thinking yeah i've been thinking yeah about that a lot too or what you said of or yeah if you're if you're yeah basically if you were it's so easy to feel like it's so easy to be overwhelmed with the feeling of like because that's why so many I feel like so many people resist like having doing that work and making those realizations because it can be overwhelming to be to admit like okay I'm not where I want to be and it and then we're like wanting that relief of knowing that we're on the right path or changing so quickly because it can be overwhelming when you just start seeing things for what they are. But yeah, if you're now looking back at like hearing so many people's journeys and my own too, like there's not one thing I could have changed or done to get here. And here isn't even the end, obviously. Here's very much the the beginning. Like and just if you're open to it and if you're open to hearing nudges and following them that's it that's it that's enough yeah and this is probably my favorite question that i get to ask people so if you could go back and hang out with yourself on that glorious day where you became a fully fledged knowledgeable adult on your 18th birthday <laughs> what would you tell yourself i'm trying to Oh, <laughs> I mean, we knew everything. Okay. I mean, we knew everything at eighteen, so I don't know what I could possibly yeah. tell my eighteen-year-old self that she didn't already seem to know. How can a person know everything at eighteen, but nothing? Nothing at twenty-two. At 22? <laughs> Are you a Swifty? I'm a yes. I'm. I'm. I'm a. I would. I. I don't know if. Uh, yeah, I'm not like obsessively looking for all of the easter eggs but i i stand and i love phoebe bridgers as well so <laughs> i'm an og swifty i have four i have four taylor swift lyric tattoos yes i'm obsessed <laughs> she is like she is on my dream board please go on tour this year please go on tour oh my god <laughs> please yes um <laughs> uh, yeah so i didn't know really? this uh <laughs> Yeah, I was vibing to T-Swift before we started this. Like, I have to start by uh, T-Swift. Um, yeah, Swifty Obsessive. Thank you for knowing that lyric. That brings me so much joy. Yes, because it's so heartbreaking. It's so true. <laughs> it's almost like, oh, yeah, I didn't know anything. Oh, but I thought that I, I thought that I knew some shit. I really, yeah, because... Oh, yeah, I was so confident. <laughs> I was the most confident eighteen-year-old. I actually was. It's was so basically. I was dating a a person that I know 
looking back now that that was a two-year just emotionally abusive relationship and that also caused it's interesting wait yeah I think I had just because I'm August so August 23rd and I think I entered college technically was I had I just turned 18 but either way I like yeah that's like three weeks I think that's not even like two weeks from when I started college and I had to move in early because of I was on the cross-country team at the time but I'm yeah I was I 17 my whole I don't know but either way I was with this person and my friends from high school I think I don't know exactly what it was I mean I guess we weren't basically I think me being in that relationship even though I wasn't really changing that much they didn't like him and then they distanced me just trying to like give the people who just left me during a shitty time in my life my life credit basically I tried to make plans like with friends I was in this transitional period tried to make plans with friends from quote-unquote friends from high school that I just graduated with and they all just like were quote-unquote busy but I was really getting the sense that they just didn't want to I mean yeah we didn't really hang out after high school so they just didn't really so what I probably just spent it with him no I don't even know so it was yeah I was it, it was very much a time of me just being like sure I'm into that I think whatever you say like I just I wasn't a person um I was also in my eating disorder too so so is this what I would say to them oh man (laughs) I guess I would say it's gonna be so different than you would even want right now or expect you would probably look at me now and make fun of me but you're gonna love it so enjoy the ride (laughs) right like 18 yeah no I was but yeah I I was deep in my eating disorder I was drinking all the time the boy that I was going to marry had been cheating on me for a year and did not get into the same college but told me he did so I got us an apartment and then he was like, oh, I can't move in yet because he had to finish work. So I moved and then I found out. I put oh. this dude's name on the damn lease. At 18, it was a bad that move. pathological. It was a whole thing. So like 18-year-old me was like, oh, I'm going to college. I got this great boyfriend. We're going to get married. Nah, 18-year-old me was like, oh, what's a red flag? Don't know her. <laughs> no yeah <laughs> like oh the only red flags i see are awesome flags yeah uh yeah, it was yeah whole... the, oh what are red flags like him telling me that i'm a horrible person i'm like no i am you're like yeah <laughs> it's because like, i am yeah <laughs> obviously because they it's like my yeah it's like oh they're yelling at me it's definitely my fault they're not just like literally a psycho manipulative cheating asshole oh shit the things that I normalized at 18 that now yeah. I'm just like, who let me do this? Sometimes I'm like, who let me, who let me stay in the situation? No, yeah, I, I was just going to say that of, because it was a mix of like, yeah, I wasn't talking about it because I, you don't, I didn't realize what was really, really happening until later. 
but it was like obviously people could tell and pick up that I wasn't happy but it people just didn't it was we just were are conditioned to put up with so much that people were and we we don't have any that's just you know and if we don't know anything before that like if this is like your first real big relationship and you got jack shit to compare it to like of course yeah and also this is just how they treat you yeah and being especially just any any young girl but like just having no self-esteem and and all of the society's things about relationship like yeah you of course you're gonna date the first man or whatever first because I'm not straight but also the first person is like I love you I'm just like I love you too (laughs) let me dedicate my life to you bad plan bad plan Mm. (laughs) but you know at 18 ooh, I know some stuff but yeah I look at it and I I used to wish that I could like change all of it. And sometimes I still vaguely do, but I'm like, if I didn't go through all that, I wouldn't have been better equipped to um, extract myself from future situations when yay red flags presented themselves. Because when you go through things that you don't like, you find out the things that you do like and your standards just raise over time. Uh, and for those of you who like came out the gate with real standards, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am proud of you and kudos to your parents for probably teaching you healthy coping mechanisms. So shout yeah, out yeah. to starting with high standards. Yeah. You had a positive role model. There was a healthy relationship modeled for you somewhere, somewhere. and that's good for you. <laughs> yeah. Carry that on. Teach, yeah. keep teaching that like, you know, we love some generational trauma and we have mm-hmm. to, oh, I wish that had been in my academic education. Uh, <laughs> sign me up for that class. Um, so this has been phenomenal. Now, what are you most looking for forward to for the rest of the year? What kind of launches do you have? What kind of, what kind of things do you have coming up? Um, and I'll link any offers that you have as well as like your Instagram and all that stuff in the show notes so that people can find you, connect, bask in the wonder. What do you got? Great. Yes. I am excited for so much. Like I feel like January was a good like reset and like I really took and I took the or um like I've heard a lot of people being like actually January it doesn't start in January like January is the the trial month (laughs) it's your trial period month (laughs) and that was the month where I like cleared out so much of my product speed and everything also gaining 3,000 TikTok followers overnight like forced me to do that so I was like almost at 6k yeah it was like if I have these amount of people watching like what do I really at the end of the day want them to see so the next thing that well okay so right now the my most the thing I just came out with is a new way to work with me one-on-one I take on like one to two six month people at a time that information is in my website that's fine I do have one spot for that, but I just opened up a, it's, it's a six week quote unquote intensive, but it really is three sessions, but with the whole time and with Voxer and everything, it's six weeks. Um, 
and we start off with a subconscious assessment and we figure out what is the thing that you're you really want to work on right now and then we make a plan over the next two 90 minute sessions to work on that um and the subconscious assessment is kind of like a paid sales call because and if you just continue on you you it's included but if not then you just got a great subconscious assessment and coaching call um and yeah I just wanted a way for people to where I wasn't like step one here's how to build a business or whatever I also I wanted to use these coaching tools that I have more and just let the whatever the person has going on guide the container um and I think that's it on that I'm very excited about that and then with this TikTok surge I'm thinking of like replacing because the courses that I got rid of were like well there was a content course and like an Instagram growth course and I am like I want to I'm big on like business foundations and lowering the barrier to entry for business owners when it comes to foundations in energetics um so I'm like why don't I do sliding scale workshops every month I don't know if the first one will be in February. It'll be either February, March, but so I'm going to start doing those. I want to do like TikTok because a lot of people are asking for that. I want to do offer creation, sales, personal branding, target market. I'll bring on my CPA to do one on taxes. Um, so I'll start implementing those. Keep an eye out for those. Um, and that's great if someone wants to get those business foundations, but don't have the means or is in the place to invest in a business program. But if they do, I changed my six month coaching one-on-one into like for beginners, quote unquote, or because not everyone's a beginner that does this program, but for the most part into a business incubator, the radically authentic business incubator. And it is six months and there's seven or eight core business foundation modules and then bunch of bunch of resources I'm like anytime this this group that's currently in it has asked something I'm like let's make an okay I'll make an onboarding module all right I'll make a module on I move some stuff from my old courses into these resources or let's make a tax module um, which is basically the recorded call that my CPA came on to guest speak so there's the modules there's two support calls a month and there's guest speakers and workshops and it's a six month experience so that is if you're like I'm ready to build my business and that's also like rolling admission so anyone can join it at any time um and those are my main ways to work with me I this year on like a brand note um I, I mean, I could do it now with the numbers I have. I'm going to put on my public relations pants and start pitching myself to brands. And I would love to work with brands and have partnerships. So that is also what I want to start doing this year too. Hell yeah. Multi-streams of income, monetize it. I mean, at this point, like I used to like not understand when people were like, yeah, no, you can make so much money on social media. Just like, 
you can literally get paid to use things that you like. And I was like, that's not real. You have to be a celebrity for that. And now I'm just like, just kidding. Let me talk about this here. Coffee. Here's the, here's my Amazon link. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's just like a nice thing, you know, it doesn't have to be hand over fist money, but you know, a little extra here and there never hurt anybody. Um, Yeah. I'm excited about that. And I also forgot that reminds me of, yeah, like basically I was in that same mindset too. And I would watch I watched so many YouTubers and bloggers and creators and I was like, yeah, that's great for them. Haha, <laughs> can't be me. So now I'm like, what if I kind of take on that role? And um, so I'm focusing just more on creating content with no expectations right now too. And I also have a Patreon where if, if people want to support my work and get exclusive content, then that's there too. Perfect. I will put that in the show notes too uh this has been phenomenal thank you for easing me back into podcast interviews I was like can I even talk anymore do I even know what I'm doing uh and you made this excellent and I'm just super excited that you were able to share with us your story all the things you are also an advocate of therapy and I think it's just really important for everybody listening if you're in the coaching space if you are doing any of this stuff is just like to meet your clients where they're at understand that we all have very very different lived experiences even if you know we don't all talk about them and we just give the highlight reel you don't ever know so you know don't be a dick be nice to people (laughs) yes yeah thank you so much for having me on um yeah this this was so much fun yeah can't wait for your show to come out. Keep posted, y'all. But thank you so much.